This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by High Performance Wash Systems. High Performance Wash Systems is the largest car wash distributor and supplier in the Rocky Mountain region, specializing in providing car wash equipment and supplies. From start to finish, they assist owners with building and maintaining their car washes. Visit hpws.com for more information. Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing with David Begin. My guest today is Sam Furno, who's the director of the Western Car Wash Insurance Program, a division of Alliant Insurance Services. Sam has uh, been in the car wash business and been in the insurance business. So I wanted to spend a little time with you, Sam, to talk about insurance because it is a very interesting subject. I've had to uh, understand it better in the last two or three years based on some things that have happened in my car wash. I thought that'd be a great opportunity to, to visit with. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah. So um, when you talk about liability umbrella policies, I mean, that's pretty cheap insurance given what you get. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, you know, I said earlier that we've never had one get to an umbrella, but for the, you know, 500 to $600 per million dollars that it covers, uh, it, it, it's, it's a no-brainer, especially, um, especially if you have, you know, two, three, four locations, because it covers your basic passive, you know, it covers your package program, your insurance, your property liability, but it, it, it lays over the liability side. Okay, so it actually is a separate policy, is that correct? Yes, yes, it's just a, it's a separate policy. Okay, is it is it shopped with car washes? Is it, is it lumped with car washes, or is it just lumped with general liability? It's like a bigger, a bigger side. class. Yeah, it's on the liability. So if if, if a person, a customer comes in there, and, and you, you have a $1 million, $2 million liability policy, which basically means you have $1 million per claim, or you have a two million aggregate that you could use during the course of a year. If you have, if you add a million dollar umbrella to it, now you have two million dollars for one claim, or you have one million dollar per claim with three million dollar max. So it just lays over both of those. Okay. Okay. Good. You either use it up front or it stays in the background. Yeah, we we've got it, and I just I like to have it because it. I think we've got two million dollars worth of liability. Well, it's funny how many. How many people out there, if they see you have a name on your truck, they just assume that you have this flowing cash. And, uh, they, you know, it's, it's always good to have more coverage than not enough. I mean, I yeah. always used to use that line. It's better to have it and not need it than not have it. Because when you need it, you can't get it. Right, right. And, and so when we're shopping, you know, different types of car washes and insurance, is the main difference garage keepers? Is that the only? No, I mean, if you've got, yeah, I mean, you've got garage keepers. It's... Uh, you know, yeah, for the most part, I mean, you know, I, I would say that's that's one of the big differences. But but even if even if a guy has a rollover, right, um, and a car gets in there and gets damaged, I still have my customers take garage keepers legal liability. The only ones I don't ever worry about garage keeper legal liability is if you have a uh, self-service car wash with no equipment in there, except for your, you know, your your prep gun, the prep guns and all that good stuff. Right. Okay. Okay. And then um, 
You know, one mistake I think I made before you and I started talking was I, I actually made some insurance claims um, that actually canceled my insurance. It was it was kind of a mess, messy situation where lawyers got involved and racked up a lot of bills. And I didn't talk to you before I did that. And um, you've you've made the point that it's important for somebody to to uh, you know let's discuss this before you make a claim. We had a major hailstorm last year in Colorado Springs around this time in, in, in July, maybe a, almost a year ago and, uh, totally held out our roof, held out our signs, uh, wrecked our window, uh, sills or whatever you want to call them, our window, uh, you know, the, the frames that our windows are in. And before I filed the claim, I talked to you about that, uh, to make sure that that was, you know, what, what should I do here? Should I suck it up or should I uh, get things fixed? Um, you know, the importance of doing that, I mean, we just, just you know, if you want to talk about why it's important uh, to visit with you and the benefits of the fact that you do understand the car wash industry, that, that's some of the unique things that you bring to, to, to the market and to the Western Car Wash Association. Yeah, I think that, like I said earlier, um, to reiterate, I, I believe that when you have a claim, I mean, if, listen, if it's a real serious claim, someone's hurt, you call in immediately. But when it's, it's vehicle damages, um, I think it's important that the the broker, can, you can pull up, you can usually get online and pull up um, with certain carriers, you can pull up uh, the loss ratio within a day or two, or the loss runs. And then you take those loss runs and you look at what the insured uh, is suggesting they may have to pay as far as the damage for a vehicle. You want to discuss that. I mean, you just don't want to pay it. And on the other hand, you know, before you even think about paying it, did you actually do or was the damage actually caused by you? Many times I'll get people calling me and saying, look, we've got a claim here. Well, do you really have a claim? Because sometimes you, you know, rather if you start paying all your claims, then this individual is claiming it is going to be talking to all their friends. You can have an epidemic on your hands. Yeah, and that's that, that's happened in car washes before. I've talked to a few consultants who said that people would come get quotes before they actually ran their car through the car wash on repairing damage that didn't exist. An owner just was trying to do what he thought was the right thing and take care of his customers for quote unquote customer service. But it became well known within the city that if you wanted your car fixed, take it to this guy and he'll do it for free. And uh, this consultant was able to you know dramatically put a stop to that. And save this individual tens of tens of thousands of dollars. I don't know how many tens of thousands, but multiple tens of thousands of dollars uh, in damages that he didn't cause. But thinking about, you know, he was thinking about customer service. How do you, how does a car wash owner balance customer service with taking responsibility for damage? It's always been a tough uh, decision point for me. I don't know. Do you have any advice in that area? Well, I think you can look, you know, most of us know we're being worked. Um, but if you have, like, if, if you, a car comes through your tunnel and it's got a straight line scratch on it, pretty obvious, it, unless you had a piece of metal run along it, you didn't do it. Uh, you know, and, and look at the pattern of the way the equipment moves. For example, if you're looking at a lot of darker cars, like a, a new car, a black car comes in your car wash, and you wash it. Well, with our, the labristy factors in the, in the soaps and the way we take all of the you know, the dirts and the bad waxes off of the paint, you could see swirl marks, but it's not because of the car wash. And many times when I own my car wash, I say, watch, I'll fix this in a heartbeat. 
take a little bottle of wax, go out there and wipe it on your hand. He goes, it looks, it looks great. I said, yeah. What I might do is go back to where you bought the car and say, look, if you buffed my car, you buffed it incorrectly, rebuff it for me. You know, right. you, you know your signs. I mean, if a mirror breaks off, I mean, we've all had stuff happen, and we have damaged mirrors in the past. But for the most part, car washes aren't just going to scratch a car. They're going to, there's going to be pretty much significant damage. If the equipment falls off or against the car, it's not going to just, and the other thing is, it's not just going to damage that car the guy's telling you about. What about every car before and after it? And that's one thing I have to, when I talk to the carriers, like my uh, insureds, they'll get a letter in the mail stating, you know, from, I'll just use up a company, uh, ABC company, and they say, well, you have a $3,000 claim here, and I'll say, and they'll call me, and they say, I didn't damage this car. I'll call the carrier, and I'll say, wait a minute, you had two cars that bumped in a tunnel. Maybe, maybe between those two cars at, at a half mile an hour, maybe you've got, between both of them, $1,200 in damage, $1,500. Can you just tell me, where did all these door dings come from that you're claiming? Because my client didn't do these, and this is a true claim. And, and I asked the adjuster, or actually it was a collection agency, I said, can you tell me how we did this? And after showing him the pictures and going over it with him, because knowing the business, he came back and said, there's no way you could have done this. Or your, your policy could have done I said, absolutely not. So he, he did pay the $780 to fix the bumpers, but the bill that he got in the mail was $3,700. So just by knowing and understanding the claims and the type of things that happened on a car wash, got this collection AC off his back, and then he got a credit of $3,000. I'll give you another example, and, and this is sometimes you really have to eat the, bite the bullet, and it's tough. But I have had a gentleman that has been insured with me for years. Just so happens over the course of the last three years, he had a lot of losses. We had to basically talk to my carrier and say, look, we have to either raise his premium up to a mark where his loss ratio comes down right below 40%, that was the goal, or he's going to go to an ENS market. Well, the carrier decided, okay, we'll take the risk here. We're going to raise his deductible $5,000. We're going to do a couple of things here. We're going to raise up his rate, and we're going to let him stay with you, Sam, because we trust you. And I told my insurer, I said, here's the deal. You have a claim. You might have to eat it. So sure as day is long, David, I got a call. A month later, he had a Porsche that went through the tunnel, $19,000 in damage. Wow. And I said to him, I said, look, you have to eat this. <laughs> and, and he's like, what? And I go, yeah, you don't eat this. You're going to ENS. And I guarantee you over the course of the next three years that your premium could hit in, in excess of 30000 to forty five grand if you don't do this. So yeah. I said, but I, I also tell all my insurers, it's, it's really your decision what you want to do. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just suggesting it to you. And you know what he did? He ate it. And you know what he did? He called me and said, you know what? Thanks. Because typically everybody gets all frazzled about having talked to an insured like that about what the reality of it is. With me, it's like, hey, if I don't tell you, then who else is going to tell you? Right. No, that's great. And that's what I appreciate about you and what you've done for me over the last two or three years is to help me through some issues that I've had on um, some claims. This episode of the How a Car Washing is sponsored by High-Performance Wash Systems. High-Performance Wash Systems is the largest car wash distributor and supplier in the Rocky Mountain region, specializing in providing car wash equipment and supplies. Serving the industry for over 50 years, they are a full-service provider assisting you with site selection, 
financial forecasting, obtaining financing, architect and general contractor selection, equipment recommendations, and follow-on support. From start to finish, they assist owners with building and maintaining their car washes. Visit hpws.com for more information. There, there's a difference for when you insure your building, right? So you're insuring your building, your equipment, and we have a hailstorm. We had a hailstorm a year ago. That's not considered experienced losses. Is that correct? What would the term be for those those types of claims? Well, I mean, they'll, 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 they will take that into an account. That'll be on your property. They'll take it into account. They'll look at it, and 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 and, and then they'll look at it and say, okay, David hasn't had any claims in the last couple of years. This is just something that happens. It's an act of God. So, but, but they do look at it. And I mean, that's why certain carriers, you know, they don't want to write in Florida. They don't want to write on the coast of Texas. If you're a mile by the shore, they're not going to write you because they're scared. uh, They're concerned about the, uh, the weather. Um, so, okay. So the the other question I have is liability. I've heard this question a number of times, but should you ever claim that you're responsible for damage? If you pay for it is paying for damage. Are you a, this might be a legal question. I'm not sure, but are you are you assuming that you're liable if you're paying for it? Because I've heard people tell me don't pay anything. You can't split cost with anybody because if you do, you're you're claiming that you're liable. Well, you know, some of my insu- what they do a lot of my insureds out there they have release forms. Okay, so you know. Then in the release form itself, it says we are not admitting guilt. However, as our customer service, we will pay you two thousand dollars for this claim, and as as you agree, and the claim goes away. But I think also when you start paying claims, you know, out of your pocket, then you need to you need to know really who you're dealing with, because if you don't know who you're dealing with, this guy could have already filed a claim with his insurance company. And then all of a sudden he's in getting a thousand dollars you and he's getting his car fixed. So now he's double dipping. Okay, so, so how how do you prevent something like that from happening? You no, know, and I mean I've only had that happen in, in eleven years once. Recently it happened. And I'm working with the uh, the carrier and to say, look, here, this guy got this amount of money. What I want you to do is I need you to offset your claim by this amount of money. Uh, because there is a law out there that basically says, you know, you can't offer a guy a dollar in California can't offer a guy a dollar when the damage is to his vehicle or $300. But okay. if you come with an agreed upon amount, well, then nine out of 10 times, you're done. But you're not even in guilt either. But you got to be careful of what you're doing because if, if the gentleman gets a rental car or there's all this other stuff going on, you know, ask, I would ask individuals to ask, individuals insurance to ask their, their, their broker, look, can I have my insurance company manage this claim for me? And my carriers, I make sure that I'm working with my insureds, and I'll tell the carrier, look, they want you to manage this claim, but they want the opportunity to pay it themselves out of their pocket before you pay it. Now, true, it would be an incident, but on the other hand, if they're managing a claim and you're not, and you're close to a bubble on whatever loss ratio they use as a change, well, then maybe it's something to look at. Let them manage it, you pay for it, and you move on and show it as an incident, no big deal. Okay. Okay. So that's an option that 
that insured people can take is letting the insurance company manage it, but go ahead and pay it out of their pocket. So yeah, I mean, I, and they, you gotta make sure that your insurance companies want to do stuff like that. And most of most all the ones I work with are. I mean, they, trust me, they don't want they don't always want to pay claims, but they want to make sure they get managed so they can come back later on and nip them in the rear end. Right. Okay, that's good advice. I hadn't thought about that. Um, so if somebody's with you for many, many years and they haven't thought about insurance, I mean, how do they, what, what, I know we renew our policies and they get looked at and your people do a great job of kind of comparing what's out there and telling us that we got an increase or a decrease and here's the benefits you're getting for that. But, you know, can, can policies get stale over time? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, they can, they can, they can change. I think you need to make sure on your policy that there's a increase in your property values. Like a lot of them do 3% a year, but um, I just, you know, for the most part, I, I think it's important that um, the broker still has other companies he talks with. You can't, you can't assume that because you're with me, David, that I'm not going to shop your, your, your policy. That's my job. Right. If I just let it sit there and I don't look at other companies, even though I know there are other companies out there, but if I know the company I'm with is going to have a better rate, great. But if there's something changing out there, well, then I'm doing a disservice to my policyholder by not looking and, and at least being aware of, of th- something that may be better for you. Or on the other hand, maybe there's nothing better for you, so I'll keep you where you are. Right. But as long but, as you but, know, you've got the, you know, the property liability, you've got some cost of uh, uh cost increase on the properties. Um, you know, it's, and as long as you have trust in your, in, in, in your insurance uh, provider broker, you should be fine, but you should never be afraid to ask, you know, f- for quotes from other, other insurance guys. And I, I say that just to keep everybody honest. See, I'm part of the Western Car Wash Association. Uh, as far as we have a relationship there where I insured a significant number of their members. If I was to do something inappropriate, which I would never would do, but if I would have done something inappropriate, how quickly do you think that would have gone through the whole group? It, it's right. like wildfire. We're a very ancestral type uh, industry. We all talk to everybody, and you can't afford to do something that isn't correct and ethical in this business. You just can't. I can't. I can't take that risk, and nor would I. Yeah. Yeah, but you you guys do a great job of shopping within your, you know, the carriers you've got, which I think is very helpful. You're always looking at price every time the insurance policy comes up to decide if it should stay where I'm at or if maybe there'd be a better carrier for what I've got. Um, But if I've done any major changes to my car wash, I've seen a dramatic increase in revenue. I've changed my business model. I've remodeled significantly. Those are some events that I think would also prompt you to want to say, let's take a look at where, you know, your current values and see if those changes need to be made. Yeah, I, I think you hit, that's a very important point. And you hit on that. Uh, I'm just right now, I have a couple car washes that I, I went and checked out and I walked in and I said, guys, you've got a $200,000 rollover in your car wash that you added. Did you call me? Well, no, I said, and I, and I, you, you have to let, you have to let me know that because if something happens there and you're not covered, you're going to be upset with me. But the bottom line is I'm not at your car wash all the time. I don't know what you're changing. Very important. If you make a significant change, especially of any dollar magnitude that you let your, uh, your insurance broker know that because it's important that the insurance carrier knows this, knows this, so you have coverage. 
Yeah. So what, what would you consider to be a significant change? Well, I would say that if you're adding, you know, I, I, and I wouldn't say so much in the tunnel. For example, if you have a tunnel and you've got it insured for $160,000 and you add a $5,000 piece of equipment, I'm not overly concerned about that. What I'm concerned about is if, if, you, are a, <laughs> if you are a hand wash and all of a sudden you put $160,000 in tunnel equipment in there and you didn't let us know. Yeah, you know, I think a couple of years ago, we, we it might have been four or five years ago now, but we, we upgraded our vacuums, went to a centralized vacuum unit, and we, you know, we included that in our insurance coverage. We had a big discussion to talk about what it was worth and things like that, because uh, it's a pretty significant amount of money, and it did increase, you know, our equipment number significantly. Um, so things like that, right? So making making wholesale changes in equipment and making right. fundamental changes in equipment, maybe going from uh, a, a point-of-sale system to, to pay stations would be another example. Right. Things like that. I mean, you know, if, if you know, and it's not, it's not really, and like, for example, if you utilize a company like ICS or DRB or someone like that, the most expensive part of a typical uh, purchase with them is going to be the software. Right. And so I'm not really worried about insuring the software because the software could be replaced by them in a heartbeat. You're, but I'm, the relays, the, you know, all the other, the hard, um, the tangible items are the part that can get to be, that we need to know about as well. Software is going to be the most expensive part, probably that whole program. But the deal is that that's not going to be a lot of money to fix. You can just call DRB and say, I need new software. Right. But what about all your hard drives and everything else you have? Yeah. Good There's something else too that's important. Uh, and really from a pricing standpoint, um, when you uh, buy a property and liability policy, a lot of times I see that uh, when I compare the policies is that there's a liability portion of it, which we all have, and then there's the business personal property, and then there's what we call, we do the equipment. Um, many times I'll see the business personal property include the car wash equipment. Uh, you can put it there or you can attach it to the car wash building because it's right, it's attached to the ground, right? Mm -hmm. so we put it in as part of the building because if you keep it as a separate, uh, if you put equipment as a business personal property, the premiums are much, much higher. And that's just a little trick is to ask and say, you know, I see you've got my, my uh, equipment in as personal property here. Why don't you tie that into my car wash building because it's attached, it's a fixed. Yeah, Why is it separate? Now, contents would be something like business personal. If you turn, I always say if you turn, if you take your car wash, building, you flip it upside down, that is the stuff that you would call a business personal property. For example, food in the lobby, chemicals, maybe your detail equipment, and you know, on and on and on. But most of the time, most car washes don't have a heck of a lot of business personal property. So when I see one coming in for a quote and they've got $300,000 in business personal property, I'm thinking, God, how, how much lower would that premium be if they had it categorized in the building? Right. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So when you turn a car wash upside down and shake it and all the stuff that falls out, that's what would you consider to be personal property? Yeah, that's what I consider. Stuff that can move, you know, yeah. be lifted and taken and stuff like that. I mean, if you have, you know, if you have a power sprayer and things like that, but most people don't have, you know, more than, unless you have, I mean, you know, you could have equipment as a lube, but then again, you know, that's, that's, I'm talking a little bit different than just a typical car wash. Okay. Good point. So what other advice would you give our listeners as we kind of wrap it up here? I know we've got a great discussion on the components of insurance, but 
if you had to give them a couple things to think about as they're they're going into their insurance renewal season or next time they renew, what would you recommend to them? I, I would just I would tell them that to to work with their insurance agent broker and and go over their losses and get a good idea where they're sitting at, because just just because you turn a claim and it's out of sight, out of mind, doesn't mean it's not going to bite you later on. You know, it's important to be in tune with what you have going on. I mean, I don't, I, I you know, I don't think you need a loss run every, every month, but I mean, if you did it quarterly or something like that, and, and it, but it's really going to be at the onus of the car wash owner uh, to give them a call and say, look, I'd like to get a loss run, just check it out. Um, you know, I, I, I don't freak out about that as much as other people do because everybody thinks you start shopping them and all that good stuff as far as going for other, you know, for another company instead of them continuing to work with the broker that's providing a loss run. But I think it's just important you stay in tune uh, because it doesn't take much, you know, today's market to uh, to raise your premium 5, 10, 15, 25, 30% or more. Yeah. I think that's probably the best advice is don't don't assume it's just an instrument that sits there and automatically gets renewed. Manage that part of your business like you manage everything else yeah. because it's a, it's a pretty significant cost. And if you're not managing it, it could come back to bite you if you're not careful. So yeah. stay on top of it. Work with your car wash insurance agent, you know, and, uh, you know, having you has been great, Sam. I really appreciate your help over the years. And it's made a big difference having you in the car wash business. Um, I don't know how you do it other than that. I don't know how you work with somebody who's not in the car wash business. I think it makes it much more difficult because you spend a lot of your time explaining things that uh, should be pretty straightforward. Yeah, and I, and I, I can mumble on it and all that good stuff and, and, and tell the story. But the bottom line is, is a car wash business, knowing it and having a passion for it. And when you look at the people in the business and the people you're insuring are your friends, you really you don't want to see them get you know, significantly hindered by additional premiums. I mean, at the Western Car Wash Insurance Program, David, we our, our maintaining of our book of business, we have a 99, 98% retention rate. And it's because of my staff, that they're good at their job. But more than that, it's just the fact is, is that we do what's right for the customer. And as most insurance guys should do or women should do, but it's just that's our model here. You know, no, it's we're been really great. good at what we do. And we know that, but we have passion for it. And we get it. Yeah, it's fantastic. You guys have been a great business partner for us and you've made our lives easier. And that's one thing I judge, you know, when I partner with people, do they make my life easier or make it harder? And you certainly made it easier. And we, we appreciate that. So if people want to find out more information about you and your programs or the Western Carlos Association, where would you recommend they go? They go. Uh, they can call me on my direct line so I can give that to you. Sure. It's 916-210-0311. Or my email address is sam.furno, that's F-U-R-N-O, at Alliant, and that's A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot com. And just give me a call. I mean, even, even if I even if you, you don't have a program with us, if there's some advice or something I can help you with or give you a sense of direction on something, um, I'm more than happy to. Um, because sometimes I get called in on claims that are, like a self-service car wash the other day, a guy goes in, he didn't put any water on a brush, and a guy brushed his car, and he's calling the insured, uh, my, uh, my insured saying, you owe me money for my damage to my car. Yeah, no, that's very helpful. I, you know, I appreciate having, you know, your ability to give you a shout when we need to, and it's been helpful. So, Sam, this has been great information. I appreciate it. It's given me some things to think about, and hopefully our listeners to think about as they go out and get insurance. So, 
Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. And we'll talk soon again. All right, David. Thanks for your time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The How of Car Washing. And thanks to our show sponsor, High Performance Wash Systems. Please visit us at thehowofcarwashing.com for the show notes to this episode. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.